Don't you don't you just hate it when you go to a movie theater and you just get like sucked into the movie? It's you know what actually I love doing that. I miss being in movie theaters. I realized yesterday that the last movie I saw in theaters was Rise of Skywalker. And I don't know what mine bad. was. Cats. Oh yeah. <laughs> you got lit with Olivia and went to go see Cats, and I got lit by myself and went to see Rise of Skywalker. Dude, I would love you to You had get... to pour me into bed when you found me after that. <laughs> I would love to get sucked into cats. Oh God. It'd be fun. Just like do some musical numbers. Look, Idris Elba's hot and Emma Kellen, hot. Jason Derulo's dick in those tights is a little aggressive. I'm not talking about any of that. I'm talking about singing and dancing. So, anyway. Put me in Jesus Christ Superstar if we're going that route. Well, we're going, uh, that wasn't we're going in theaters. ALW. It wasn't in theaters. It I would was love to... in theaters. Would you really have liked to go go to Jesus' crucifixion? Yeah, dude. That's that where sounds you want to go? fucking dope. Oh, my goodness. We would have had so much fun. I would have got the whole crew together and been like, y'all, just wait for three days from now. You're going to be so disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> and then I would have been disappointed. Um, oh my god. <laughs> so I'm like, oh man, the hot guy's not back. Hey, babe. Yeah, babe. Remember that time we watched The Final Girls? You mean the 2015, like, meta-comedy horror spoof? Yeah, that's that's the one. That's the exact one. Yet another movie where Alia Shawcott dies way too fast for me. I know. She's a she's a star. We she love her. She deserves better. We love her. In Green Room, in Search Party, in all of everything she's ever been in. Rest of Development. Yep. She's I she's just like one of my favorite actors and I am so attracted to her and there was this series I think it was on College Humor for a while. I think that's where it was. Maybe it was on HBO, but anyway, it was like animated retellings of party stories. Mhm. And she tells this amazing story of how a very very big A-list celebrity, <clears throat> Leo DiCaprio. There's that's all that's only speculation. She does not say who it was, but some major male A-list celebrity found her at a party, was super into her. They went to have sex, and she he asked her to shave her pussy in front of him. <laughs> oh, my God. I don't know oh. if I can keep that in, but it's very... Like, we're pushing the explicit tag already. Oh, my <laughs> but, God. But, yeah. Well, you can, always, you can do the TikTok thing and just say, um, asked her to shave her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Her, her woohoo. Yeah, you can. In Sims language. Yeah, that's insane. Um, <laughs> it's so, a wild story, and apparently, it's very true. So, on that note, I'm Nicole. I'm Topher, and we're the horror babes here to do <laughs> another a- <laughs> movie analysis, not of not of any college humor sketches or anything, but of the final girls. So we're going to be doing our normal format here. We'll be uh, talking about uh, who made this thing. Topher will take us through that, shouting out the cast and the crew, etc. 
I am very thrown off by that Ali Ashaka um, story you I'll just told. I'll have to show it to you later. It's I, it's it's wild. It it's sounds wild. insane. Um, and then I will take us through the plot, uh, and then we will go into a deeper analysis of this film. So, Topher, take us away. Who made this thing? Okay, so this was directed by Todd Strauss-Schulson. Uh, he probably is most known for this. Uh, he did the very, uh, sorry, a very Harold and Kumar Christmas Got special. It. And also most recently directed Isn't It Romantic, the uh, rom-com starring Chris Hemsworth and Rebel Wilson. Okay. Um, yeah, he's he's done, you know, bits and things here and there. Uh, apparently directed an episode of Ace of Cakes, which, you know, I love that show. That's random, but cool. Right? Yeah. yeah. You know, we all got to get that one on our list. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he also did a movie called Zombies and Cheerleaders. He did some of the, uh, the um, I think, the American Inbetweeners. Okay. Um, oh, I remember that. Okay. I've seen a couple of episodes of that. When they tried to transport it from mm-hmm. the UK to here. Yep. I think right he was after the one skins. who... Yes. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, they never put Misfits over here, and I'm glad for it, because Misfits was very good. Yeah. For, like, the first two seasons that I saw. Yeah. The Inbetweeners I didn't really love. To be honest, it's fun. I really liked Skins, but the UK Skins, I didn't like it when they brought it over to the US. Yeah. Yeah. This is what people who are gay talk about instead of The Office. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't stand The Office. Don't kill me. Uh, <laughs> yep. It was written by M.A. Fortin and Joshua John Miller. So the two of them worked on Queen of the South. Um, they were the ones who created the show, wrote it. It was Alice Braga, Hemke Madera, Peter Gaggio. Um, it's it's about this woman who... It's it's kind of about the cocaine queen of Miami, but it's a completely fictionalized version of her story. That sounds fun. Griselda Blanco. Uh, you should definitely look up Griselda Blanco. She's amazing. Will do. Yeah. Um, it's Narcos, but with a bad bitch on top. I like that. Yeah. We love a bad bitch on top. Mm-hmm. So that was their, that's been their sort of like major, I guess, uh, show. It, they did, you know, three seasons of it? No, five seasons of it. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, I've seen a little bit of it. It's pretty good. Um, cool. Other than that, you know, uh, fun. just a fun fact about Joshua John Miller. He was in Teen Witch. Oh. As an actor. Okay. <laughs> Sick. Um, other than that, that's, that's, that's what they've done. They've done this and that. Cool. Um, and they've got some projects coming up, but this is sort of like what they've done. Gotcha. We have, I guess our two main stars here are Tysa Farmiga mm-hmm. and Mullen Ackerman. Yes. Yeah. Um, as mother-daughter duo, Max mm-hmm. and Amanda Cartwright, Mullen Ackerman also has a double role because she plays Nancy. We'll get into that. Yeah. Uh, we have Alexander Ludwig as Chris, mm-hmm. the jockey boy with a horrible beard that he just needs to get rid of and it's also to this day bad yeah the flesh colored beard yeah. is never never a good look for yeah. anybody nobody it's, can it's, pull it it's off it's ugly yep um but you would know him from vikings mm-hmm. um i've definitely also, seen him yeah he was in, in the hunger games as yeah, well in this, a lot in of the, like this exact role in yeah, hunger games of course um he's he's a i like him you know he's fun yeah um Nina Dobrev mm-hmm. of Vampire Diaries fame. As the mean as, girl. Yeah, the mean girl, ex-best friend. She's the, I think she's a combination Janice-Regina. Hmm. Does that make sense? Maybe. I don't know. Elaborate. So Janice-Regina, right, obviously were best friends, stopped being best friends. Mm-hmm. Um, we find out during the movie, of course, we'll go into the in the plot, but that she was Max's best friend. And they had up, a falling out. After her mom died, yeah. 
So yeah, I could see it. Yeah, she's she's a bitch. Mean girl high school shit. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like it's all she the still same. wants to be friends, but she's a bitch now. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, self described by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, the amazing already mentioned Alia Shakant as Gertie. Gertie. <laughs> are plausibly queer just like every role she plays uh new best friend mm-hmm. thomas middleditch as her stepbrother duncan who runs a movie theater mm-hmm. like a little art house theater yes and they're he's a movie nerd yes he plays a movie nerd that's <laughs> pretty much it <laughs> yep um the rest of the cast is gonna be you know it's it's mostly like bit roles except for tina Mm-hmm. Um, Tina's played by Angela Trimbor, mm-hmm. who I fucking love, and also plays on the same basketball team, like same rec bas- basketball team as Aubrey Plaza. They're really good friends. <laughs> I could see that. I feel like I want to say I saw this um, crazy nun movie that Aubrey Plaza did. I want to say that she's in it too. I might be wrong. Oh, uh, she might be. I don't think she was. The I might be confusing her with the little Kate hours. Mikucci. Kate Mikucci also. She's definitely awesome. in it. Um, yeah, Kate Micucci is one of the leads. I might be confusing um, her with Kate Micucci, but I wouldn't be surprised if Aubrey Plaza pulled her into that movie too, though. I don't see her. She wasn't Horse Girl with Alison Brie. Maybe that's who's what I'm in thinking The of. Little Hours. Yeah, maybe I'm. I, I think I'm confusing my web of hilarious women. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but we have but actually covered. We've covered a movie that Angela Chambers has been in before. Just mm-hmm. like I shot, we did uh, XX. Yep. Or I guess an anthology. Um, yeah. yeah, she's in the Don't Fall segment of mm-hmm. XX. The the one with the RV and the scorpion lady and she's gay and it's awesome. Yep, that's a good one. Yes. I like it. <laughs> um, it wilds me that Adam Devine is in this movie. He's so perfect in this movie. It's an Adam Devine movie. Yeah. That he's not the lead in somehow. But he is, is Kurt the plausi- uh, possibly gay hunk <laughs> of the 80s movie. Yeah, my only qualm with him in this movie is I wish he had gone more, like, I don't know. He's supposed to be in the 80s, and his sense of humor is a little too um It's very current. close 15. It's, it's exactly, too, it's, it's in the year it was made. That's what his humor is. I would have liked to have seen, I would have liked to have seen him do more of, like, what they did on Wet Hot American Summer, where they they took their senses of humor, but they transported it back, which is where I, I'll talk I'll talk more about this movie in in the eighties and everything. But I I like him as an actor, but I think he fell short in this one. Yeah, um, I'm now realizing if Michael Showalter had made this movie, it would be one of my favorite movies of all time. I believe it. Yeah, that yeah. would have changed it quite a bit. Yep. Mm-hmm. We have Chloe Bridges as Paula. Hmm who is supposed to be the badass and the original final girl of the movie that we get dropped into. Yeah. Uh, fun fact, Chloe Bridges and Adam Devine are married. Oh. And they met in this movie. Cute. Which is hilarious because they have them. one scene together. <laughs> well, good for them. I'm glad they, they, they found happiness, I yeah. hope. Um, we have Tori Thompson as Blake, the new wave loving, low top fade having mm-hmm. uh, black kid who survives-ish. Yes. Uh, <clears throat> and Gertie's love interest yeah. in the movie. I like him a lot in this movie. He's so fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Reg Robb as the hunky hiker, mm-hmm. uh, also known as Reginald Robinson. I think that's how he's credited in this movie. The hunky hiker. Yeah. Uh, a weird Corey Hart cameo in this mm-hmm. as the doctor at the end, as well as Jackie Tuttle, both like horror movie famous and also famous otherwise. But yeah. 
super fun for me. I don't mm-hmm. know. It was like, oh, cute. Um, most of the music was done by Gregory James Jenkins. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had cinematography from Ely Smolkin. Uh, editing from Debbie Berman. And production design was from Katie Byron. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought the production design was really good in this movie. That's one thing I'll say for it. Yeah. Up top is that like the production design was solid. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's kind of it on who I really want to talk about up top. Um, we'll get into the relative ages of this cast in a minute. Um, but yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's that's basically everybody I, I that is relevant to this in terms of like how it was made. So other than that, the production companies are Groundswell Productions, Studio Solutions, and Ulterior Productions. Um, distribution was from Stage 6. Uh, this was a South by Southwest release mm. in 2015, and then uh, limited theatrical release in October. Gotcha. But it basically went straight to VOD after. Got it. Uh, which is where I saw it. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw it on Hulu or Netflix or whatever right after it came out. Yeah. Um, it's fun. And yeah, yeah it's um, not the best 80s homage I've ever seen that would still belong to the house of the devil oh of course yeah that one's that one you like if you if if i didn't look it up i would have just thought it was in the 80s like it was made in the 80s like i it's really well done um okay great uh thank you oh yeah sorry in a budget of four and a half million (laughs) great how much did it make back uh i don't have any information on that gotcha okay well thank you for who made this thing uh, now, on to plot. We have Max Cartwright. Of course, the last name is Cartwright because we're in an homage horror film. Yep. Um, Cartwright <laughs> is probably maybe the second most popular last name. Yeah. Um, only second to like... No, maybe it's first. Bates. Bates, yeah, we've got... Bates and Cartwright are the two most, I think. They might be tied. Yeah. Because I feel like I've seen... Bates might slightly win over that. Because no one really uses Myers after Halloween. Mm-mm. Obviously, no one uses Kruger because it's probably copyrighted. At this um, point, yeah. Yeah. But, like, yeah, Cartwright and Bates, I think, are the top two. Yeah, there's just so... I, I Like, I'm just running through, like, an entire Rolodex of films that might... Sorry, for your younger listeners, uh, Rolodexes were little, like, indexes that rolled. <laughs> it was like <laughs> notes and addresses and phone numbers and shit like that like things you need to know about people honestly i think they look really cool i've never owned one but i think they look oh they're amazing really dope yeah uh but anyway so we've got max cartwright um who is waiting in the car while amanda cartwright her mother is auditioning for a film mm-hmm. and you can tell that it doesn't go well um amanda walks out with the uh and lights a cigarette and is just kind of like like the size, you know, like, ugh, <laughs> like not good. So um, she gets in the car and she complains that uh, she'll only be known as Nancy, the Scream Queen, which is an- another like Nancy Nightmare on Elm Street. And then we've got in this and then we've got in Stranger Things and etc. Mm-hmm. Nancy is also such a popular horror name. Uh, so she uh she reveals that, you know, she was in the 1986 slasher film Camp Bloodbath, which ended up being a cult classic, kind of yeah. like Sleepaway Camp or um, even Friday the 13th. I know that that's a little bit less 100%. of a yeah. cult classic, but I I would argue it's both. I would argue that it that it um, has a cult following, but also was very popular. Yes. Popular enough to make, make money. Absolutely. Um, so... Um, She's, you know, complaining that, you know, that's all, that's all I'll ever be. And, 
Max is being very she's she's clearly She's clearly taken on a lot of responsibility for her age because she's well, complaining. She's, the bills. she's complaining about the bills. She's like, I don't know where this $174 is going to come for the electric or whatever the bill is, but um, she's obviously kind of taken on a little bit more than a high schooler should. Yeah, uh, there's you no can, dad in the picture. Yeah. There's no mom in the picture. There's no other parents at all. But you can also tell that Max adores her mother. She's, you know, she's saying like, you know that you're better than all of this. You know, you're like, you're too good. You're amazing. Like is really talking her up after a shitty audition. Yeah. Um, it's very sweet. Her. It's very sweet. Yeah. And, but on the way home, they, uh, uh, Max spills her coffee on the pile of headshots. And, and Amanda's like, is like max those are expensive and she kind of like swerves off the road she flips over and there's just this really bad car accident and amanda is killed mm-hmm. so then we've got a little title card saying three years later uh it's on in the halloween font yes in the <laughs> halloween font and um it's on the anniversary of max's mother's death she's studying with gertie and chris yes uh, she has a crush on chris Right? Mistake. Yeah. yeah. Mistake, um, but yes. Yes. She it should cr- be on Alia Shakat. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so she's with Alia Shakat and um, uh, who plays Gertie and then Chris, who is her, her crush, I suppose. And then we've got Gertie's stepbrother, Duncan, who, like I said, is a film nerd, especially a horror film nerd. Uh, what's up? And um, <laughs> and he's he's being like... I hate this part because he's being very like annoying and toxic. He's trying to get Max to go to um, the double feature of Camp Bloodbath and Camp Bloodbath 2. Yeah, they're um, doing a double feature because they were like, and he's like, oh, yeah, your mom was in this. You're like a local celebrity. Like, this is so cool. I Yeah, I hate this part. I'm like, don't. Why would you? He's such a piece of shit. Yeah. Why would you even ask her to do this? Much less like try to convince her to. It's really rude. Um, but anyway, um, Chris is They end up going to the screening, and um, Chris's quote unquote possessive ex girlfriend um, is there, and her and Vicky, who we talked about, who is yeah. Max's former best friend. That's Nina Dobrev. Yeah. Yes. Um, so Max is just like you know she doesn't want to be there already. And then it's this mixed company of like people who she just doesn't vibe with. Yeah. And Chris um, is being cute. He's like talking about how he loves to mix M&Ms and uh, popcorn together. So it's a surprise in every handful. He's dumb. Um, he's a Labrador. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I like Labradors. I like, I like Labradors better though. Th- that's fair. <laughs> um, but anyway, so, We've got we've got all these high school kids, and what happens when when high school kids get together? There's inevitable drinking, and there's inevitable uh, joint smoking. <laughs> this scene is ridiculous. And yeah, so uh, one of the one of the dudes in the audience like drops a whole bottle of I'm assuming like Everclear, based on how what happens so, in this scene. Yeah, it's supposed <laughs> to be vodka, right? It says vodka on the label. It's just, is it's it clearly, like a hundred like, proof? Like Jesus? Oh, that it would take more than that, like. I know, but like that's my point is like yeah. what the hell. So then you've got a guy smoking a joint and he also drops like an ash from the joint and we see it hit the hit the um alcohol that's spilled like the bottle has rolled all the way to the scrim. And yeah. so it's there's alcohol everywhere. So the theater is set ablaze essentially. And 
so who knows the theater more than Duncan? Nobody. So Max is like, is there an exit behind the screen here? And he's like, yeah, there always is or whatever. So they grab um, a machete and they cut a hole in the screen and they all step through. Yeah, it's a prop from somebody in the audience. They drop the machete because Billy, who is our... our yeah, someone drops a, the, the prop of the, the machete. Uh, yeah. Because it's a prop in the film because Billy is the antagonist of these, but he's he's Jason Voorhees. Yeah, it would be, yeah, it would exactly be like if you... just looked at my shirt. I'm literally having on my <laughs> shirt right now. <laughs> you do. Um, yeah, it would, it, because it's a cult classic, people dress up for it. It's like, you know, the Ro- Rocky Horror Picture Show and, you know, stuff like yeah. that. Uh, yeah, it's so... a midnight, it's, yeah, midnight showing sort of thing. I went to a lot of these in high school. I, yeah. And they were pretty much exactly like this, except the fire. Yeah, yeah, thank God. Um, and so then we just get a flash where uh, we've got Max, Chris, Gertie, Duncan, and Vicky yep. all wake up just in the woods. Our type five of a slasher film. Yes. So a van rolls up with some characters from Camp Bloodbath. Mm-hmm. And they ask for directions to the camp. And they're like, they don't even say anything. They're just like, whoa. <laughs> Because they obviously recognize the characters. Yeah, it's Angela Trimbor and Adam Devine, who are uh, um, Tina and Kurt. Yeah, from the movie. So, so then we get we get this like really weird loop where the van comes back every ninety two minutes. A few times, yeah. (laughs) And it's the same lines every single time. Do you have directions to Camp Bloodbath? Cool, thanks, or something like that. Yeah, it's Camp Something Brothers. It's not Camp Bloodbath, but yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um. So this is when they realize uh, we're in the movie somehow. We just like Mary Poppins ourselves in here. Yeah. And so so I think it's Duncan who decides he's like, uh, can we have a ride? Yeah, we're other counselors. Just like, yeah. yeah. Cause they're just it's like a combination stuck in the of all of them. Yeah. But I think it's mostly Duncan and Gertie are like, uh, yes, we're counselors. Yeah. Can you give <laughs> us a ride? Because we're in the middle of the woods. So then we get just like a... We get just like a, a couple of murders that are kind of just uneventful. Like they yeah, just happen. Yeah, it's the first two murders in the movies. The hippie girl and the sexy black hitchhiker. Yeah. I think and he's just, called the, or sorry, the hunky hiker is what he's called hunker. in the credits. Uh, we just, you know, I think they're just like, okay, yeah, we've seen this movie. We know that this is supposed to happen. But then the question is, um, the question arises of, can we get killed? Are, yeah. We're not in this narrative necessarily, but can we actually get murdered by Billy Murphy. Well, and they also have the whole thing of like the Star Trek thing, right? Like the prime directive. Yeah. Is it a non-interference situation? And Duncan says it is. He's like, oh yeah, no, like first contact rules. You can't interfere. Yeah. And he's like clearly got a boner for them about to get murdered. Oh yeah. He's a little too excited for sure. Uh, Um, Very, very good cast for (laughs) Thomas Middleditch here. (laughs) Very much believe that he was the creepy guy in the bushes masturbating while two people died. Ugh. And then, um, and then, so once they kind of decide, you know, like there's no way that like we can get killed. Duncan decides to take a selfie <laughs> with Billy, who stabs him. Like yeah. he's a fuck yo selfie. Well, it's funny too because um, there's a little Easter egg right there. When mm-hmm. you look at his phone, uh, you can't see Billy in the picture, mm. uh, which I think is interesting. You know, like yeah. it's like it's it's that sort of. It's a really good job from whoever did that little graphic design moment, right? Whoever was working on uh, the screens. For it's a continued this. play on like reality, like where yeah. what what are we actually in right now? Which is yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, it gets a little Black Mirror vibe. Yeah, for sure. Um, keeps you guessing. So, <laughs> um, so 
of course, we go through the typical tropes of horror movies and we say like, okay, if nobody has sex, then nobody will die. Yeah, because every time someone's fucks, they get stabbed with the machete. Yeah, we all know. We are all familiar with this trope. And um, did a whole month on it. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, exactly. (laughs) So um, Chris is trying to distract Kurt and Max is trying to persuade her own young mother uh, to stay a virgin. Yeah. And Um, I do love this is I don't love it's it's very it's very cis straight male jokes here. Mm -hmm. But Chris has two gay dads. Yeah. And uh, Kurt Adam Devine makes a joke about it. And he's like, "Uh, my two dads wouldn't be down with that. And Adam Devine's character is like, oh, yeah, like, like, how could you have two dads? That's ridiculous. They couldn't even get pregnant. But like, what if two dudes did fuck? And what if you could be the wife? And like. It's, it's, I, I get what it's trying to do, but oh yeah. my God. Yeah. Oh. Uh, it's wild that I actually enjoy this movie. <laughs> so one, so everyone's just kind of like paired up with someone. Vicky is with Paula, who is uh, the actual, like the movie Camp Bloodbath's final girl. Mm-hmm. Um, and she rolls up in a fucking Trans Am and like, yeah, she's badass. She's, she's very typical jacket. final girl. Yeah. Like, um, Tall, dark, and handsome. She Um, very much (laughs) is tall, dark, and handsome. Let me uh, see it again. (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, and then Gertie is with Blake. Who looks like a Fuddruckers waiter with his yellow shirt and his suspenders and all of his flair. I haven't thought about a Fuddruckers in years. like a Bennigan's. Their fries were fucking bomb. They were like those steak fries. Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh my yeah. god, like potato, like borderline potato wedges. So solid. Oh my god, so fucking good. Um, and they but would yeah. give you so many. <laughs> you you definitely ate like five potatoes if you ate a serving of fries there. Love it. Yeah, that's all I ever want from anybody. Oh, just give seasoning? me five potatoes and fried. Oh, there was like paprika on there. It was so fucking good. <laughs> anyway, um, uh, so so Gertie is actually the one who brings up the elephant in the room aka billy murphy mm-hmm. and um they're like oh that's like an urban an urban legend and they tell the story of billy murphy which is he goes into an outhouse this is back the in like summer on record right and some mean boys throw fireworks into the outhouse yeah. and the fireworks start going off and billy runs it, we assume billy dies or or is just severely injured and right. runs away and stuff um, that's kind of all we know at this point. And so our our new characters here uh, tell them, like, he's real. He's not just an urban legend, and he's going to kill all of you. So right. they all freak out, and they're trying to get away. Kurt and Paula drive off, but then, like, Duncan shows up and is still alive, but the car hits him. <laughs> and... And then uh, said car crashes, and they're like, "Stay where you are! Stay where you oh, are!" God. They and shouldn't Kurt, have stayed like, where they are. Flies out the front window. <laughs> it's so bad. So the car like explodes and kills everyone in in, in the vicinity. Yeah, we got a three in one right. We got here. a three in one. So um, we're moving swift, swiftly. So um, so now the 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 rule has changed because our final girl in the movie has died. So we know that yeah. you can change the narrative of the movie. That's essentially where we're at right now. Um, and so they're like, oh, well, well then let's like try and save, this is our job. We have to save people now. And of course, Max has, um, a little bit more investment here with her mother. Yeah. She's finally getting to see her mother alive again. And they're all, everybody's like, that's not your mom, dude. Yeah. You can't think about her like your mom. She's not your mom. But yeah. 
And then we get, you know, a really funny moment where uh, they have to dress Tina in a life jacket and like mittens so (laughs) that she won't do it to her wrist because she dies in the movie um, from doing like a strip tease. And once she gets naked and like shows her boobs, she gets killed. It's so God bless Angela Trimber. She is so fucking funny in this. She was really funny. She's my favorite part of it. The bit with the phone. She's like, <laughs> phone. Uh, no. God, she's just like, it's ridiculous, but she's I love it. She's my favorite bimbo. Um, so, so then they, they decide that Max, because they go through this whole thing where like, well, who's a virgin? And they're all like, Max. And then Max is like, Gertie, I thought. And, she, and she's like, she's like, no, that last summer with that guy. And it, right. so we, we learned that Max is the only like technical virgin, I guess. So she's been named the new final girl. And she basically the plot is for Billy to, or for her to get Billy's machete into her hand so that she can kill him. And yeah, then the film will finally be over. Yeah. Yes. It's like it's like uh, uh, this is, I guess you would see it in any slasher movie. But I was thinking specifically about um, Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. Like we get the whole booby trapping sequence that we would have that we have with Nancy in that movie. Mm-hmm. And that's what they set up next. And it's really it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Like they're all working together until sundown. They're like, yeah, it's going to be great. We're going to kill this guy, but we got to slow him down first. Yeah. And this is the this is kind of like if you were playing a video game and you knew how to win. Yeah. And you, you yeah, know, they're on God mode. Yeah. They think. Yeah. Or near enough. Yeah, so so they're preparing to do that essentially, and um, Max and Nancy are having some cute moments. They're bonding. They're talking about you know maybe if Nancy survives, she can go back with Max and just live her life, be whoever she wants. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, this is when we get the sequence when they're booby trapping the cabin, um, and they t- unleash. They Tina. unleash Tina. <laughs> she does a wonderful strip tease. It's amazing. To cherry pie. Yes. Um. To to lure Billy. That's you the know, way the, she rips off those mittens with her teeth is so like it's like oven mitts. Yeah. <laughs> it's a stellar performance here. Um. And Tina panics when Billy gets close to her and um. She's killed because a tripwire oh sends her headfirst into a bear trap. She just forgets everything the second it happens and just like, yeah, just straight up trips over the tripwire, uh, does what it says on the tin, yeah, and then heads straight into the bear trap. Yeah, it's it's brutal. Uh, it's rough. And then um, then we get some really quick other deaths. Blake, Vicky, and Gertie are killed. Uh, Blake... I don't... What happens to Blake again? I remember what happens to Vicky and Gertie, but help me so, with Blake. Gertie kisses Blake. She's yes. like, fuck it. I like you yeah. too much. Yeah. Um, we too horny to stay alive. Right. And then Blake gets downstairs. Vicky's... De- or, uh, yeah, Vicky's dead. No, not Vicky. Tina's dead. Tina's dead. Sorry, there's all these fucking uh, I know. 80s yeah. names. Um, so Tina's dead. Blake runs downstairs. They're trying to like do the thing to like stop. Oh, they swing the... They, they knock... Billy into the antler trapped right. door. Yeah. And then Blake's like, we got it. We did it. All right. Let's get the machete. And then uh, Billy stabs him from the door. That's right. He's That's too right. close. He's within stabbing. Um, so then yeah. Vicky and Gertie, um, they're running They're running into a room and they have this whole, they have the, the arrows that are on fire. Right. Um, and they're all shooting him and their plan is... I can't believe one of them misses. It's a six foot shot. I know. <laughs> How do you miss? I know. <laughs> you have to work to miss that shot. I mean, yeah. Um, I guess if you've never done archery, though, it'd be pretty hard. Um, Even at six feet. But... <laughs> But um, so so their plan is they have, you know, a, a very typical rig of a bucket, 
over a door and they just have to pull a string and while he's on fire it's you know it's gasoline or alcohol or kerosene, you know kerosene yeah. yeah um and it's just gonna set set everything it's gonna blow up set everything ablaze and mm-hmm. end of movie you know that's what they're thinking right but what what happened was um is wiki and gertie get squished by um a bookcase and yeah. he stabs Gertie like I guess in the leg or just somewhere like, where I, she's through the torso just but like through she stabs through like the through bookcase. the whole bookcase it's yeah and then and then they're like go go and like Max is like I can't you know so Max escapes through the window and they're able to get the bucket um, to fall and yeah, we have a act. huge yeah we have a huge um, explosion here a conflagration if you will exactly so He's flammable or inflammable i don't remember the difference right so to catch everybody up who's left at this point is chris nancy and max mm-hmm. they um they flee the cabin but billy billy is also still alive apparently because he's chasing them yeah he like leaps out the window sorry he yeets himself out the window so much fully yeet. on fire yeah it's not a horror movie without a yeet i agree i love an exciting yeet <laughs> um so uh Chris is stabbed and then Billy kidnaps Nancy. Max yeah. um Max eventually finds her at Billy's barn hideout because we have kind of like a flashback and this is where we see that Billy runs to this like weird part of camp that everyone's like, what? I, I didn't even know that existed, but it's Friday like a 13th part two. Exactly. <laughs> so it's like a, it's a barn that nobody ever goes to. Um, but the uh, two women fight him and Max gets stabbed, but they both do end up escaping. Mm-hmm. Um, they head over to the chapel where Max finally tells Nancy that, like you're you're my mom um and you're my mom boogie oogie oogie <laughs> and they tell each other you know they tell each other goodbye nancy sacrifices herself um by luring billy with a hilarious yeah, strip tease again into the fucking stormy field and just like takes, takes her top off, off her top and um max max is has lost a lot of blood so she collapses but because now she's the final girl, and through the rules of horror, she somehow has the power to kill Billy. So she does that. They fight, uh. and she decapitates him with his own machete. Um, Chris, who is still fairly wounded, um, shows up. They kiss, and the credits roll for for Camp Bloodbath. Yep. Um, but then Max wakes up. She's in the hospital. She sees Chris is next to her. She hears familiar voices, so she opens the curtain next to her, and it's all of her friends. Duncan it's everyone who about went tapioca. Yeah, it's silly. And um, but then they hear Billy Murphy's like music. They're like, "What the heck is that? Why? Why is that playing? Do you guys hear that? Is it just me? Am I crazy? Um, what kind of hospital is this?" And so, but then they quickly realize that they are now in Camp Bloodbath Two, Cruel Summer. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, Billy crashes through the glass doors of the hospital and uh, Max lunges at Billy and the film just ends. And then we get Goes a nice little uh, blooper we reel. We get a blooper reel. I do love a blooper reel. I appreciated More that. More blooper reels, less hidden things. Yeah, I love I love bloopers. So one of the things to me that's absolutely wild about this movie is the relative ages of the cast. Oh yeah, you were talking a lot about this when we were watching it. So I'm just gonna let you let you give it to us. So, Tysa Formiga was born in 1994. She mm-hmm. is 26 now. Uh, that would have been she would have been about 2021 20, when mm-hmm. this was filmed, right? 
Malin Ackerman's only 42 now. She's 16 years older. Plausible as a, like, mother of a child, right? Like a single mother thing that's yeah. totally, totally, totally viable. But not in the context of this movie. I mean, I honestly, when I first saw, I was like, oh, that's like her her older sister. I'm not sure why she's there with her at an audition, but right. I, I really I really assumed that they were siblings. Yeah. Um, Nina Dobrev and Alia Shakat and I are all about the same age. Okay. <laughs> um, Alexander Ludwig is at least in, in, close in age to Tysa. Uh-huh. They're like a couple years apart. Um, Thomas Middleditch is 38. <laughs> so he's seven, eight years older than Alia Shakat. Wow. An older, older brother. Right. And I know they're step siblings. <laughs> yeah. But it's like one of those things of like, you are graduated from college and there's already five years between <laughs> Alia Shakat and Tyson really... It's just like, it's all over the place. Yeah. They just really didn't give a fuck. They clearly had a list of actors that they just wanted and they didn't, they didn't really think about age, which... It's fine. Yeah, <laughs> it's fine. It's just sort of like one of those things of like, yeah, because Adam Devine is the same age as Thomas Middleditch mm-hmm. and just a few years younger than Melon Ackerman, but like 10 it's years all older, over like the place. Eight years older yeah. than his wife mm-hmm. who plays a teenager. It's just everybody is everywhere. I guess it makes sense, though, because and you yeah, have to have Angela teenagers. Also in late 30s, so, right, like, yeah, you have to have teenagers from two different decades. Yeah, but the, it doesn't match no matter what decade we're talking about. And I just always find that very, very funny. Mm-hmm. This movie is this movie is wild. Um, it's <sighs> the note that we put down for the program uh, on our program is uh, sloppy, but fun. Yeah, it is fun. like I have fun watching this movie. It's not good. It's really not good. I I think this is a complete mess. I it doesn't have any opinions. It doesn't not have a, a message. No, no. It's if you're going to name something the final girls, then please have some sort of message or or even an just an opinion about the really problematic trope that is the final girls. I get, I get that they're like commenting on it by like talking about the, but that's it. The virgin stuff, commenting. but they're not. They're yeah. Just commenting. There's no, there, there's no fine point on it. There's, I don't know what this movie is trying to tell me. And I, yeah, I mean, I guess it was fun. I don't think I will ever watch it again. I didn't enjoy it that much. I, I it's, I'm glad that it's only an hour and 30 minutes. It just, yeah. it doesn't have a message. It doesn't, I, I don't know. It's not that funny, aside from um, Tina. Tina has really oh, Angela Chambers she's amazing. Just, she's just a really incredible actress. But I, I think aside from her, it's not even that funny. Um, yeah, uh, it's it just mis- it misuses everybody who's in this. I like everybody who's in this. Oh, of course, they got an all star cast. But yeah, it's Nina just... Dobrev is a very good actor. I've liked her in a lot of things I've seen. I haven't seen Vampire Diaries, but other things I've seen her in, I've really enjoyed. Like she was fantastic in Person Being a Wallflower. Yeah, like I, I have no issues with any of the actors. I just think the movie's incredibly sloppy and just like I get that they're the framework is Friday the Thirteenth, but the the cinematography is very Sam Raimi. It is the awkward cuts. Just real quick, I love you so much for saying that. It well, just makes me so happy that you're just like, I love you. I love you. That's it. I love you too. <laughs> it's just. The cuts are very awkward, and even Adam Devine's style of acting in this is very off-putting. 
it doesn't work. I like him. I, I like too. him in everything else that I've seen him. I think he's he plays that he plays the douche very wonderfully. And also I, like the the like kind of nebbish character too. Like when he was in uh, you haven't watched it, but he's in a, a episode of Community, and he's mm-hmm. amazing in that. It's like the spoilers for Community. So give me three minutes, and you can pl- plug plug back three in. Three minutes. Oh my goodness. I'm just. <laughs> Give me one minute and you can plug back in. <laughs> Jesus okay. Christ. Okay, I'm ready. So the main character, Joel McHale's character, yeah. Jeff Winger, was abandoned by his father. There's an episode in season four where he meets his father for the first time mm-hmm. or again or whatever. Um, and has a younger brother who's like supposed to be like 15 years younger than he is. And that's played by Adam Devine. And Adam mm-hmm. Devine's also worried about like, oh, you're going to steal my daddy. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's he does that character super well. Like he's amazing. I love him in Pitch Perfect. He's so fun in that movie. Oh my god, that's one of my Those, that's of one them, of my favorite of um, roles of his is Pitch Perfect. Just because he plays that like he plays that uh, that just like guy you want to punch in the face like really it just well. Won't go away. Yeah, and it's just like so <laughs> annoying. Like why are you always around the corner? Yeah. Um. But in this movie, it just kind of it kind of just it doesn't work. And I get that this. You can't go so hard on being a Friday the 13th homage. And I don't know. Like, I think that other movies that were made around this same time that were um, kind of referencing Mm -hmm. other horror movies just did it way better. Like, It Follows and... Yeah, um, It Follows came out this year. Uh, The Witch came out this year. Yeah. Um, Fuck. Uh, Uh... Green Room came out this year. They just did a way better job of nuancing their um, their references. Yeah. And this one is just, it, it throws you all over the place. Yes, you can recognize it if you are a huge horror fan nerd, but I just don't think it's like, I don't know. We've, we've referred to some movies as like, if you are a diehard, you know, like horror fan, then watch this because you're going to find so many Easter eggs, but it'll still be fun for your friends that, right. you know, don't, that aren't at that oh, level. Absolutely, we but, have, yeah. but this one I can't include in that. I think it's completely messy. I, I, again, it doesn't have a message. It's, I don't even think it's that heartwarming. I get that it's like a mother daughter thing, but I'm just, I don't really don't care. They don't spend enough time on it. Yeah. I don't really care and about the time them. And they spend is wrong. Yeah. Yeah. I also it's, like, it's all the over act- the place. Yeah. Back to the <laughs> actors. I think Tyson Formiga and Maude Ackerman had no chemistry as a mother daughter. No. And again, like you could have cast an older actor. Yeah. And had a younger actor play her in the past. That's the thing is that like Maude Ackerman was in her mid to late thirties in this movie. Yeah. It just, and it's like, I, I don't buy, I, I get what they're trying to do, but it just doesn't land. And, Again, again, if Showalter had directed this, I think it would be so fun. Yeah. If this was like What Hot American Summer and they're they're playing it on the nose, right? Where it's a fat Michael Showalter and a, an older Michael Ian Black. And yeah. weirdly, Bradley Cooper is nowhere to be seen because he's too pretentious to do something fun again. <laughs> and the only good movie he's ever been in. <laughs> well, in this one. But like, yeah, it, it, it should have been more of that. Like. I wanted it yeah. to be fun, and it's trying to be fun. It's like the person who's yelling, like, let's all dance. Let's all dance at a party trying where everybody's sitting down. Yeah, trying too hard. And yeah. I, like I said before, I don't even, I, I just, I don't think Adam Devine's, um, 
You can take Adam Devine's sense of humor and transport it into the 80s, just like what Wet Hot American Summer did with all of these contemporary comedians. They were able to, through good writing and also just their skills, were able to really transport us to the 80s, where I don't even think this one accomplishes that. No, I'm not transported at all. No. The the movie's literally about being transported to the 80s, and I don't at all. Nah. It's like you did it explicitly and I still don't feel it. It's fun. it's again, I want to be very clear. I'm shitting all over this movie. I really like this movie. It's fun. See, I just don't even. I want to, but That's well, fine. no, I don't we even can disagree. want to. We can I don't disagree. even want to. That's I don't okay. even want to like it. We're allowed to do that, you know. I cuz here's the thing. We should be further than this. Scream is a better and, and, yeah, and Scream came yeah. out way before this. We did not. We did not need this movie. This was it just twenty years later. This movie <laughs> again, like Scream, whether it meant to or not, advanced us with the final girl trope. It not only commented on it, it gave us, um, it it, it showed us its opinions on it, and yeah. it at least. And like I said, Nev Campbell's character in that is is advances our thoughts on the final girl again whether that was their intention or not oh, i think totally it was. was like Wes craven was putting a fine point because everybody's like oh nancy in nightmare is a virgin no she's not yeah exactly and he tried to make that clear in that but apparently no one got it so he said okay nev campbell has sex in this movie he didn't and do it as a creepy killed. thing yeah he didn't do it as a creepy thing he did it as like a hey you remember that movie that you all love me for she got fucked too yeah <laughs> like, yeah I you think- can fuck and win I think on I think Carpenter my, said the same thing. He's like, it's not about virginity. Like I didn't make a comment on whether or not Jamie Lee Curtis fucked because it didn't. It wasn't relevant to the story. Yeah, I think it's it's a character arc that I would like for us to do away with because um, just like just like Jamie Lee Curtis in Halloween. She's mm-hmm. very, even if she's not technically a virgin, she's very innocent and very she's virginal. Do, yeah, she's very, you know, do-gooder. She yeah. again, she wears she's, cardigans, long skirts. She's babysitting instead of going out on Halloween. Yeah, that's what I'll put on it. And and I, it's this character arc of like, oh, but she's just like an innocent little mouse. But then she kills this guy. Like, I right. We can we can have not. Well, that was that was transgressive at the time too. Like that's yeah. the thing is like people look back at Halloween and say this is not a podcast about Halloween. That's coming, but like one of the things I love about that movie is that it is transgressive in its message. Yeah, that it's saying this is how you view virginal or like virginity archetypes, right? And you're yeah. wrong about that. Exactly, and this movie doesn't do that, and that's what pisses me off. Yeah, is it, that you it, could you had the opportunity, mm-hmm. you named your movie the Final Girls, so girls too, plural. Yeah, yeah, you you named it this, so I'm like, I'm immediately thinking like, oh, this is going to be a an opinion piece on that trope because you literally are naming it the trope, and you're and you're naming it with. With plural, the final mm-hmm. girls. So I'm thinking, oh, tight. So this, this maybe this will be like scream times a thousand, where we where none of the girls die. Sucker and, punch, <laughs> but good. Yeah, yeah. So I just, I this movie was a one of the biggest disappointments I've seen um, in a long time. Yeah, and I still have fun watching it. Like I get it. I can I can let myself go sometimes, and this is one of those that I can let myself go in. You know, where I can just be like, yeah. you know what? Fine, fuck it. It's fun. If I don't look closely at it, it's fine. If I do look closely at it, it's a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. And still kind of fun for me. Like, I enjoy the reference. 
one thing that would have made it better, and this is something I say about a lot of movies, is uh, fuck the MPAA. Mm-hmm. Because the and studios in general, um, so the studio was like, no, 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 we're doing PG thirteen for this. This is our this is marketed towards teenagers. Yeah, because it came out in two thousand fifteen. Vampire Diaries had just ended, or was it about to end? Something like that. Uh, American Horror Story was on. Like that's mm-hmm. who they were grabbing, right? Like absolutely. Had that's just why they. That's why they cast who they cast. Absolutely. Of yeah, like it's Workaholics, Vampire Diaries, American Horror Story, mm-hmm. Vikings. And I'm sure 15-year-old me would have thought this movie was dope. But after yeah. I've, you know, lived a, lived a little bit, <laughs> I I just don't. And, and watched plenty of movies that do what this thing is trying to do a thousand times better. I'm not trying to waste 90 more minutes of my life ever watching this again. Yeah, and that's fine. <laughs> and I, I will. It's something I like to show to people of like, hey, look, it's it's cute and it nods. But like this movie would have been better with more blood in it. Like it would have been if it were Tucker and Dale. Yeah. That is bloody as hell, but still heartwarming and fun and commentary. Yeah. It makes, it takes, like you said, it takes a position. Mm -hmm. And this movie is so cowardly that it refuses to do so. Yeah. And it's just, it's lazy. It's cowardly. It's just, I just, I, I didn't, I didn't like it. I just didn't like it. Yeah. And that's fine. Um, I know they were trying to go for, uh, I'll, I'll drop the article that meant, that says, has the quote in this, um, in the, the footnotes for this episode. But Mm -hmm. so Todd, Strauss Schulson, the director for the mm-hmm. movie, said, quote, It's Pleasantville in a trashy horror movie from the 80s, a little back to the future thrown in, a spoonful of terms of endearment, and a stash of scream, and two dollops of personal purple rose of Cairo for good measure. See, and it says he was jokingly describing the genre of the film, but it's like, get out of your own ass and just make a fucking movie. No, dude. and I think that I think that um I think that he's insulting all of the movies that he just named by I think he like, is. it's not like, Pleasantville it, is a very good movie. It's none of whatever he just he all of those. It's 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 none of them because all all of the movies that were just listed at least have a stance and an opinion. And I'm not yeah. saying I want to be clear and say that I'm not saying that a that because it is a comedy that it's you can still make a comedy and we comment. Just said Tucker and Dale exactly. You can still achieve. <laughs> just said scream. You like, can still achieve all of that, and that's yeah. why I love Tucker and Dale versus Evil, and that's why I love Scream is because it's commenting on things in a funny way. But yet, if you really want to do the work and pick it apart, you're like, oh, this actually has a deeper meaning, and um, everything in it is fairly intentional where this just feels like someone was flailing around a studio with some money and this is what it's exactly what shout it out like. yeah yeah no it, it feels very studio yeah and maybe that's because of the pg-13 rating maybe they were trying to make something cooler and more interesting um you the bones are there right like we can admit that yeah the bones are there for something really i still don't think that cool. the i still don't think the mother-daughter thing is strong enough and i don't i don't even think the yeah. idea is strong enough i think interesting I think it's kind of silly, um, and I and I think that the um, the jumping into an '80s horror film is just a little bit. It's easy. I it feel is. like everyone has had that idea. Yeah, and I'm just I don't know. I'm not sold on the execution. Well, apparently it was because uh, Joshua John Miller, who was one of the writers for this, mm-hmm. um, his dad was uh, in The Exorcist. He was one of the oh, priests. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Um, so his dad played one of the priests, and the whole idea came from him watching the exorcist as a kid and being like that's my dad but I, he was watching his dad die on screen all the time right 
and that's where the idea came from. So it's it's from a cool place. Like that's yeah. it, that's an interesting concept. That is an interesting concept. It needs way more development. Yeah, I think that's yeah. Not I even not really... even close to being like as good as it should be. They also said it was inspired by Woody Allen. So like, <laughs> fair. Uh, Woody Allen is a garbage person. Yeah, um, just in so many ways. But yeah, I I like what they're trying to do. It was like a half-assed idea. Yeah, they didn't flesh out the idea and the execution is pretty enough. Like, I like the skyboxes in this, you know? Like, when they have the oncoming storm sort of situation, it's really pretty. Yeah, the I'm not... The digital art is really well done. I'm not saying um, that every minute of this movie is bad. I'm just saying as a whole, it is not yeah. worth 90 minutes. It's also... Let's see. Let me just count real quick on the amount of characters. Uh, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13... And then I guess young Billy is makes 14. There's 14 characters in this film. Mm-hmm. That's way too many people. Yeah. It's, it's in, and that works when you're doing, like you said, what hot American summer, when you're yeah. doing that, it's great. Cause all you, you, and again, it's because of the writing of those characters. Every single character is three dimensional in what hot American summer and then forced into 2d for comedy reasons. Yeah. That's what I love is they wrote full characters and they said, okay, you're getting about mm, 10 minutes of screen time. Great. So we're going to shove you into this little 2D box mm-hmm. and that's going to be hilarious. Yeah. But it's fleshed out. None of this is fleshed out. Not yeah. a second of it. Yeah. It's the pretty... idea, the execution, like there just was no point in this movie that I felt like it, but yeah, I don't think any piece of this movie is fleshed out um, from characters, from plotting, from story, from scripting, from even in the, like... I never want to shit on crew, but like it doesn't feel cohesive in the in the design Mm-mm. of it. Sound design. They're music. not even dressed like they're in the eighties. Yeah, it's just like it's yeah, so yeah. weird. The only the hair's all wrong. Yeah, and they even make jokes about the kids' hair. They're like, "Oh, it's so flat." I'm like, I'm "Yours like, is too. Yours looks right. exactly like his." <laughs> and I don't like this. Like, we didn't need we didn't need the crush. We didn't need Max having like a romantic interest in this. I it think it's didn't stupid. pay off at all. No, there was no there was point. No to point. It. Okay. Like, there's no temptation moment. She's never it's, tempted to fuck him. Like, yeah. it, it's rare that both it's of us so will silly. say that this movie needs to be longer to be better. Yeah. This movie it, needs another fucking half hour to do what it's trying to do. It needs another half hour. It has to be two hours long. It's just, I can't see a way out of it, right? Like the way yeah. the way you write yourself out of that is by writing. And that's another half hour of script. <laughs> yeah. It's just that I, I I wish I had more more to say on this. Uh but that's that's really that's really all my points is if you're going to make a movie like this, have an opinion, have a stance and and make purposeful art whether that's to make people laugh make that's people the phrase. yeah ma- just make purposeful art just stop stop slinging money around a studio and just shitting something out like this i just i, I yeah. it's pointless <laughs> someone got heated i just i'm sorry it's, it's my it's fault not i the... lit a candle i put fire in the room and you got hot <laughs> <laughs> i am a triple fire sign <laughs> um God, we just lost a listener Oh, it's fine. His name's Joseph. <laughs> oh God, it's I'm I'm joking. Jesus Christ, nobody nobody in the podcasting world can take a motherfucking joke, especially um, not me. Yeah, you're the worst. Yes, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't want to. This isn't the worst movie I've ever seen, but no, I again, far from it. but I again will never waste ninety minutes again watching it. Yeah, it's it's basically inoffensive. Um, and it's schlock, and sometimes we watch schlock, and sometimes we have to cover it. It was a movie that a lot of people were really stoked on. Yeah. I remember being very excited for it just because I saw 
Alia Shawkat horror movie. I was like, yep, gonna watch it. Exactly. That's what Mullen Ackerman horror movie. Gonna watch it. Like that's I love what reeled her. me in. Yeah. So I'm right there with you, and unfortunately, it was not good. It's rough. Yeah, and, uh, it's yeah. rough. Uh, so uh, can't yeah, wait for the version I, of this that comes out. Like eventually, like there are going to be good versions of this. That's what I think. I yeah. That's here's the good thing I'm gonna end on. Great, please. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want that's why I'm trying to end. I don't wanna I don't no. wanna sit here and just keep shitting on something For because sure. that's no, not no, fun no, no, to no. listen no, to. No. I am going to end us on a high note. And great. it's going to be <laughs> how this could be great. Yes. So we already said Showalter. Yep. Love him so much. Yep. Wish he would work more, but I understand that he like doesn't want to work unless he has an idea and he's comfortable enough living that he's like, mm, yeah, I'm fine. Fair. <laughs> um I would love to see him do a horror film. He's never done one. Mm-hmm. I was going through his IMDb earlier. He's never done anything remotely close to horror. But you know he could do it so well. Yeah, it'd be sick. Hell, he could probably just bring back most of the cast of What Out American Summer, and I would be really excited. Zach Orth, who we mm-hmm. just saw on um, Zoe's Infinite, not Zoe's Infinite Playlist. Zoe's um, Extraordinary Playlist. There we go. I was, thinking, yeah. I was mixing that and Nick and Nora yes, together. Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, A lot of playlists, you know. But we just saw Zach Orth do a really great turn on that show. Mm-hmm. And he was so good in the the Redux, revamp, reboot, sequel, whatever you want to call it, to Wet Hot American Summer. I would love to see him in a horror film. Totally. That's comedic. Mm -hmm. I would love to see Michael Showalter in that. I would love to see Lake Bell in that. Oh, yeah. Um, um, Michael Ian Black would be a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. Even though I go back and forth about whether or not I want to follow him on Twitter because sometimes I love him and sometimes he's annoying. Fair. (laughs) I think that's his appeal. Well, he's a little, it's his political opinions. It's like, he's a little too centrist. Um, Yeah. But like, that's not necessary. Anyway, I just, I think there's a really fun version of this movie. Yeah. um, That does make a comment or doesn't for a reason. Right. Like this one's saying we're commenting on it. Isn't that important? And I'm like, no. Right. So like what (laughs) I, the the good version of this I see is like Showalter doing it and saying, we're not commenting on anything. We're just, having fun yeah and that's a better version of this movie like either choose a side are you making a comment are you having fun yeah because like just commenting on things like just noting that things exist is family guy and family guy's not fucking funny come fucking get me yeah i will meet you in these streets to fight you physically fight you about whether or not family guy is funny i'll be right Um, there behind you (laughs) hold my earrings i have named nicole as my second um (laughs) so yeah i think I'm going to highlight the the couple of good things about this that already exist too. As we said, Angela Trimber. Yep. Fucking incredible. Yep. Holy shit. She's so good in this. Mm-hmm. Does not deserve how bad this movie actually ends up being mm-hmm. because God damn, is she good in it? Mm-hmm. I want her in so many more things. Like she writes a bunch. I get that. Like she's not actor first. She's writer first and she's from the UCB tradition and all of that. Right. Mm-hmm. Production design was good. Mm-hmm. I loved the production design, at yeah. least inside of places I felt like I was in the 80s. You know, the cabin that they're in for most of it. I was like, yes, this feels very 80s. This looks very 80s. Uh, did I say Angela Trevor yet? <laughs> <laughs> I can't stop talking. She's so I just I can't stop talking about her. She's so good in this. She is. Um, Nina Dobrev was very good in this. Mm-hmm. And I would like to see her in more comedies and more horror films. Yeah. I think she would be really good in both. And um, I have no issues with the actors in this. Yeah, I just, I, and I they're all good. It's... I just was like shouting out the ones that like stood that still stand out to me. Yeah, but yeah, if you're gonna watch a 2015 horror film with Alia Shawkat in it, watch Green Room. Watch it's Green better. Room or watch um, It Follows if you want. I mean, it's a It Follows is not a comedy by any definition. <laughs> Far from it, yeah. <laughs> um, but if you want, I don't know if if you if you're just simply looking for 2000s vibes, 
watch watch it follows the fashion and that yeah. is very 2000s yeah um and yeah or watch green room if you're wanting some alia shakat because that movie is dope but yeah um i i think we're gonna get something better eventually i think we will this i, is, I think this is gonna be tried again it's only been five years yeah um someone's gonna do a better version of this and i'm very excited to see what that is yeah i think that I'm, that's why i like this movie it gives me hope for yeah. what it could be it's a template for something good yeah, I'm certainly I I cannot wait to see this hypothetical movie. Yeah, <laughs> um, I'm not writing it, so y'all go on ahead. Yeah, I I I cannot wait. I will I will watch it. Uh, so yeah, I think I think that's it. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's all I got. So yeah, you guys know where to find us. We're on Instagram at Horror Babes Podcast. We're on Twitter at Horror Babes Pod, and we will always and forever be at HorrorBabesPod.com. Thank you so so much to Seth Hagen for this dope theme song that you hear at the beginning and the end of the episode. Cha. Thank you so much to our <laughs> our lovely producer Sarah. She is the bomb.com. Um, love <laughs> that's, her. Yeah, that's your two thousands vibes right there. <laughs> I, hey, I'm I'm in the mood here. You had me watch this movie last night. I am here for it. Um, she is the best. Uh, merchandise coming to you guys soon. Uh, thanks to her. And yeah, I think those were all of our shout outs. If you like what you hear, please rate us, subscribe, etc. Do all these things. Nice little review is always helpful as well. Yeah, nice little review so that uh, people searching for horror horror podcasts can figure out if we're the if we're the podcast for them. Ciao. Uh, so so stay safe, wear a mask, social distance, and until next time, bye, bye babes. babes. Yeah. <laughs>